Look at them, madame. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Live from the Stamp Show Here Today infotainment complex, this is the award-winning Stamp Show Here Today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. Brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. You can support this witless tosh by joining the Stamp Show Here Today community. The cost is only $10 for a lifetime membership. Listen to the end credits for more information on joining. This is Lord Cash. This is Baron Mark. This is Sir Jim. And uh, if you all noticed, the intro was um, snippets from classic movies. And that is the winner. Nobody really, I mean, uh, the charade got the highest bids. But there were so many that said uh, just all of them, including uh, W.C. Fields and uh, there's one for, I haven't played that one for a while from, uh, Groucho Marx and stuff. So I'm going to be flipping through those as our intro. Um, the people who said, uh, none at all, um, they got outbid luckily because I like some sort of an intro <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. We got more votes for none at all. Yeah, yeah. Just, just silence, dead air. Right? Dead air. Yeah. <laughs> if we could just record like 20 minutes of nothing, <laughs> you know, they'd, they'd listen more. Well, today is the anniversary, the one-day anniversary of the raising of the postal rates. Ah, yes. We record on Tuesday. So the U.S. Post Office has officially raised its um, rates to 63 cents per letter. The interesting thing is, after going through all this, because, you know, here at PSE, we send a lot of stuff by priority mail and signature required and stuff, because, you know, we're sending expensive stamps, so we have to be able to track it and, you know, ensure that people are getting their stuff. The cost of priority mail actually dropped. It dropped by a quarter. I mean, it went from 990 to 965, so it's not a big drop. But the price actually went down, so I thought it, that was yeah. But that's that's a um, that's a ruse, <laughs> uh, because also uh, the price for uh, first class packages went down. You know, for uh, three ounce and four ounce and five ounce. Um, what the but the problem was is that the postal service raised the rates in uh, in early uh, November, I believe, or late October for for the holiday. So they did a temporary rate increase, which they did not rescind after the holiday until this new rate increase, in which they went back to and then were increased uh, to, the, uh, to the new rate. So it's a, it's a ruse to think that the prices actually went down. They went up from the previous time before they artificially raised the rates for the holiday. You totally rained on my parade. Yes. I, I thought that some good was coming out of this. <laughs> a, ever so small. I mean, 25 cents on a $10 bill, you know, and now you're just snatching that away from me. Yeah, it's, it's almost 80 or 90 cents above the previous rate. Oh, yeah, because I do remember they put in the emergency holiday. Uh, they called it a holiday surcharge. Right, which did not diminish after the holiday. Well, I mean, technically, yeah. we just went through Martin Luther King Day, right? Right. <laughs> right. 
and uh, big big day for lettering. And you had Kwanzaa throughout the end. So technically, I think this is the end of the holiday season until we hit you know Black History Month and uh, Columbus Day and George Washington, you know President's Day. So uh, you know, honestly, they could have repealed this like in Fourth of July. So, right. Yeah, we're we're keeping it for the big rush of Fourth of July mail. <laughs> Okay, so uh, $9.65 for a priority and $0.63. Cents. And like we talked about last, was it last podcast or podcast before? Um, for uh, the uh, semi-postals went up, although I doubt there's any way for them to track it. <laughs> you know, unless they issue different semi-postals. But everybody who bought uh, forever stamps, you know, Chiching, yeah, you're richer. You made a good investment, and five percent increase. Yeah. So uh, remember that I just used the word investment (laughs) because it will come up later. Okay. So for people who don't want to pay sixty-three cents to send a letter, you have an option, and this came from Dave P. A big giant advertisement, spon- a giant sponsored advertisement on Facebook. 100 pack, uh, 100 flag stamps, not for $55. Oh, no, 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 no. Heaven forbid you'd pay face value. It is $27.50 for 163 cent stamps, which their math doesn't work out. It's a 100 pack. Should be six. Shouldn't be fifty-five dollars. Should be right. Fifty-five is the normal sale price. No, not from sixty-three. Not for a hundred. I mean, right. correct. Correct me if my math is wrong, but right. one hundred times sixty cents. Well, they can't be expected to keep up with the current rates. <laughs> you know what it probably is? Canada is metric. Right. So they're using metric numbers. So the Canadians are uh, who most likely are printing these stamps themselves, those damn Canadians. Yeah. The CCP, the Canadian uh, Counterfeit, Counterfeit Postal, uh, Pre- uh, Postal Society. And uh, the style is, it says, forever stamps, authenticity guaranteed. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious who's guaranteeing them. Uh, whoever whoever is guaranteeing them, um, you might want to get it out of the business of guaranteeing stamps. So, uh, backed by the full faith and credit of the CCP. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to know that even though it's up to 63 cents, um, you know, that's what happened. We have hit an ex- uh, historic time. The Scott's catalog prior to 1991 has the same number of pages. As post-1991, we are at the halfway point right now. This is the halfway point of stamp collecting is 1991. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Brian Metz uh, gave me this little tidbit. And uh, shout out to you, Brian. Uh, I don't know what continent you're on, but I got your email. Okay, so today we are going to discuss the worst stamp collecting advice you have ever gotten. So, Jim, what is the worst stamp collecting advice that you have ever received? Oh, 
I'm a professional stamp dealer, and this is a really good investment. <laughs> Boy, that plays right into my favorite also. How about you, Mark? What's your... Well, not really advice, but when I was a child, a mere, a mere young stamp collector, my dad was collecting plate blocks, first day covers, and UN. And so <laughs> the trifecta of glory, right? In the seventies, <laughs> so That's the air going out of the zeppelin. <laughs> so that's my story. Uh, well, mine was mine is twofold. Uh, the first one, which really I got uh, a long time ago, but I think it was like in the nineteen eighties. Also, is if you're missing a stamp from your collection, go ahead and buy a faulty one and put it in there until you get a better one. But it never works because when you get the better one, then you're stuck with the faulty one because you can't sell it. And the better one probably only costs a little bit more than the faulty one. So I, I remember this was the dollar value Colombians. And I couldn't afford a $5 Colombian, but a $1 Colombian. And so the $1 Colombian was in honestly terrible shape. And the dealer wanted like 25% of catalog. And so I said, hey, that's really good idea. Okay, I'll buy it. I bought it for 25% of catalog. Uh, that stamp never went above 10% of catalog. And I sell stamps, and I could, I can't sell it for 25% of catalog today. <laughs> so the other one, which kind of goes into it and is exactly what Jim was talking about, is stamps are not an investment. Absolutely not. And I just, that, that's, that just hurts my brain when I hear that. Because stamps are an investment. If they weren't an investment then don't spend any money. You know, a $5 Colombian, a mint never hinged one, a really nice $5 Colombian, you know, you should pay easily $25 for. Because if you're not expecting any money back from it, why would you spend the $4,000 to buy one? You know, the only reason you spend $4,000 for a stamp is that you expect to get some of it back. And yeah. if you expect to get any of a back, even if you expect to lose, you you still go through the math. It's worth this much money for me to have this stamp. And so I will discount that amount when I eventually sell it at the end. That's still an investment. It's just, it's not all, the profit isn't from money. The profit is from the enjoyment you get from having the stamp. You know, when I said that was the worst uh, advice I got, I think you, we need to clarify a little bit on that. Um, you should probably, when you're basically starting out, you should probably not invest in stamps unless you're willing to spend the correct amount of money, which by that I mean the, the best advice I ever got was – um, if, you, if you're going to collect a series of stamps or a country of stamps, buy the most expensive thing that you can afford first because those are the ones that are most likely to go up. And we don't 
usually get that advice because we start our collecting um, with packets yeah. of stamps from, I don't know, Boy's Life, which probably three-fourths of you don't even know who that what that is, but that's the Boy Scout magazine from years ago, and, um, and or H.E. Harris packets and things like that. Well, we just got the one, saw the one advertisement from uh, yeah. Kenmore. Kenmore. And by the way, yeah. I wrote to Kenmore and I said, hey, you know, we run a podcast. We'd really, really like some information on this. You know, how successful is this? And are you getting new people? And I said, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Your company is great. And Kenmore is great. I mean, honestly, you're buying cheap stamps. You're paying a overinflated price. But you're paying an overinflated price that amounts to, you know, a couple of dollars. It's right. not like they're selling you dollar items for $100, which I've seen plenty of. Yeah. They're out there. You can find them all over the place. You know, Kenmar will sell you a stamp that's worth a nickel, and they'll charge you 50 cents. And you're paying for, you know, getting the stamp. You're paying 45 cents. It's not going to bust anybody's bank. I have no problem with that. You know, you're getting the joy of owning the stamp. Well, and this is this is what we discussed a little bit um, before we came on the broadcast, and that is that um, the when we start out collecting stamps, we're doing that as a hobby, and I don't think that any ten-year-old person who is out collecting stamps thinks in terms of what the return is going to be when they're seventy-five. I think that it, when we start collecting stamps we're doing it um you know to learn the history things like that that those packets help do that and that also introduces new people this is why we were so interested in that ad is it bringing in new collectors into the hobby but um it is a bad idea for a novice to try to guess what's going to go up you need to talk to somebody who really does understand what stamp collecting is all about. For example, um, your example of buying the $1 Colombian in faulty condition till you can afford another one, that's not a good investment. No, it's not. It's, but, it's not good. In, there is no situation where that is an intelligent thing except for that, the seller. Yeah. <laughs> seller yeah. was great. Well, he, he got money. <laughs> and, and, but if you had taken that same $25 and bought a mint never hinged, very fine, perfectly centered before we were grading stamps of... Um, of anything. Of, of anything. Literally anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's just say of the Lexington Concord $5. And you had held that for the length of time that you've held the $1 faulty Colombian you would have a stamp that would be worth more money than you paid for it. Oh, yeah. Now, it may not keep up with inflation, and that's the other uh, caveat there is, is it a good investment versus something like stocks and bonds that seem to matter more and do better in uh, overall 25-year scales or something? Well, the problem, the problem with comparing stocks and bonds is that Stocks pay dividends, bonds pay interest, stamps pay enjoyment. Yeah. And so you have to, and that's a really, really tough thing to value. I mean, 
how much, and you see this all the time with the movie theaters, you know, there will, people are willing to pay $10 to go see a crappy Star Wars reboot, but they're not willing to pay $10 to go see Mithrigan, Megan with the three in it. Oh, (laughs) by the way, fantastic movie. But people aren't going to pay, uh, are not paying $10 for it because they don't think the enjoyment that they get out of it will be worth $10. It's really, really tough to value the enjoyment you get from stamps. As a matter of fact, I just bought something on eBay. I rarely buy things on eBay, but I bought a cover from Las Vegas from. Uh, somewhere between 1904 and 1906. Unfortunately, the cancel is not clear enough to read the year date. But it's from the uh, Salt Lake City, Los Angeles Railroad going to Southern California through Las Vegas. And it's from a lo- the Las Vegas Ice House, which was built because Las Vegas was built as a train stop. Yep. The Ice House was one of the first buildings I built there. And they had to because... They, when you had refrigerated cars, they were refrigerated because they had ice in them. So halfway point, you had to put new ice in the cars. So that's why they had an ice factory in um, Las Vegas, and I have a cover from it. Right. But I only paid $10 for it, and I fully expect that I will never get my $10 back because it has great value to me, and it has a great story for me, and it has a great story in the state of Nevada – but if, you know, I used to live in Southern California, I wouldn't have given a hoot about this cover when I lived in Southern California. Now I'm in Nevada. Now I give a hoot. Interestingly, there was a discussion, I, I recall, in, uh, when, the, uh, when we were turning 1999 to the year 2000. Oh, Y2K. Yeah, there was a discussion about stamp collecting at the time. And uh, I heard a uh, proposal that, you know, now would be a time to start collecting stamps from the year 2000. And if you had followed that advice and collect <laughs> mint, 2000, uh, year, uh, mint stamps from 2000, you'd have a very valuable and desirable collection. Because some of the stamps, you know, that, that, are, that are modern past 2000 have accelerated in value uh, immensely. Yeah, because collectors need them for their collections and they didn't buy them yeah Mm -hmm. jim 40 always says that uh, current postage when he buys it at you know a discount off a face it's just giving him money because everybody needs the stamps from like 2003 they don't have them right yeah we say that also about first day covers oh yeah first day covers covers from the what is it the 46 cent rate on there so many first day cover companies went out of business that there just isn't an awful lot out there yeah but there's also not a lot of people who are seeking them out you know it's yeah. it's supply yeah. and, and the, unfortunately demand <laughs> you know it's it's that damn demand thing that pops up every so often and, and i i'm and an economist can, i have a piece of paper that says i'm smarter than this stuff <laughs> Yeah, and that, that paper is worth what you paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, just as a note, um, just sold in auction a U.S. number one, grade 98. Now, this is a nice-looking U.S. number one. 
Yeah. It's yes. a nice looking. Nice blue CDS cancel. Yeah. It catalogs uh, $425. Right. And it sold for $4,130. And so the SMQ is going to reflect that? Yeah, the SMQ is, is going to put it up. But uh, more than that is um, this stamp, you know, if you had bought this stamp just 20 years ago, you would have paid, a, you know, triple catalog. It would have been $1,000. Mm-hmm. But today, that investment, not only would you have had this really super nice looking stamp. I mean, it is a gorgeous stamp. You would have this in your collection. You'd be able to show it off if you were an exhibitor. I guarantee you it would go in an exhibit. And then you make like three times profit, which is a good return. But well, people especially, like, especially it's, uh, three times is a good return when you're talking $1,000 to $4,000 as opposed to $0.05 cents to $0.15. Cents. Well, that's true, too. And and the problem with the $0.05 cents to $0.15, cents and there, this was uh, a person was discussing it with me, and they were trying to convince me, and I kept bringing up there is a cost of the transaction. I mean, if you sell it, and let's take eBay, okay? If you list it on eBay, you're going to pay like 15 cents to list it. And then you're going to pay, you know, 35 cents when they pay you with a PayPal. You know, there's all these expenses that you're going to bear, which makes that stamp valueless unless you're selling it in bulk in a collection to a person that you're handing it to where there's very little transaction cost. And that's the problem with a lot of people who, I mean, there was one fellow who had a, he said it was a million dollar collection. I don't think it was a million dollars. I think it was easily 50,000 because the minimum Scott's catalog value, I think it's 35 cents. So 50,000 means that he has 150,000 stamps. And I will bet you he had 150,000 stamps. But he couldn't get anything for it. I mean, I have a box that I bought, and this was back when they had bundleware. And this was bundleware from the 1970s and 1980s. So bundleware is like a single stamp with a little uh, paper strap around it, 100 stamps. And they'd throw them in, and usually they'd soak them off of like uh, the power company or the water company or somebody who got a lot of bills. And then they'd get this mail, remove the stamps, put them in bundles of 100, and then sell them to the packet makers like like Kenmore or like uh, Mystic or, you know, H.E. Harris. And so they'd make these packets. I have this box. And the box catalogs as a minimum value. If you put the minimum value on each stamp, it catalogs $20,000, a little over like close to $21,000. If I was to sell it, maybe I would get 50 bucks for it. I bought it for 25, so that would be 100% profit. Yeah, that's a pretty good <laughs> yeah. deal. But, you know, it's, it's worth somewhere between a 25 and $50, even though it catalogs over $20,000 because no stamp in there has any real significant value. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, you, you know, still, uh, I'm... I'm still of the opinion that 
if you're paying money for a stamp, you're investing. If you expect to get money out of a stamp, you're investing. So uh, what other bad advice has there been? I remember uh, one person said that, you know, uh, go ahead and hinge current stamps that are mint never hinged. Go ahead and hinge them in your album because, you know, they're never going to have any real value. And uh, now they have real value. Yep. So <laughs> you, you did indeed mess up a lot of stamps. Um, I know that a lot of the advice of buying, like some of the topics that came out, like people said, oh, the birds and flowers, you know, sheet of 50 of them. This is something that will never occur again. And then it occurred a couple more times. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so now that's all discount postage after, you know, after 20 years, you're not getting your face value and purchasing power. Um, but it's hard to predict what's going to be popular. Um, the um, the Aloha shirts, Pain of Ten, yeah, is a. Uh, I mean, it's it's like seventy, eighty dollars for that pain now. Yeah, you know, and and how could you possibly, you know, predict that that's what's that's, that that's what's going to happen? Well, the only thing that I predict, and I've done it here many times, is that if you're going to want to take advantage of the inflationary period we're in we're right now. You want to deal with prestige items. And that's the only thing that I sort of see as a duh no-brainer is that, you know, number U.S. number one, U.S. number two, dollar value, Colombians in Trans-Mississippi. That's the stuff that people are always going to find in demand. Yeah, Zeppelins are always yeah. going to be popular. Yep. So, and it's not necessarily because they have a good story. It's just that they are iconic to the collecting interest. As a cover collector, I would say that it was very bad advice somewhere along the line when people were cutting the stamps off the envelopes and soaking them and putting them in their albums because a lot of really interesting covers were destroyed. And the, that's why we call it postal history. Because the stamp tells us a little bit about the era, but the tra the way the covers traveled tells us more. So, you know, it and there's probably no way of knowing um, how many people did that, thinking that they were enhancing the. Well, I think everybody did it because if you open up your stamp album, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of little squares to put your stamps in. There are no little squares to put the cover in. Yeah, unless postal history. <laughs> I mean, postal stationery. But I was thinking about that with um, Pony Express stamps. Because the covers, I mean, I don't think you can buy a transcontinental Pony Express cover for less than fifteen or $20,000. I mean, you might be able to find one less than that. But they're, oh, you, you can deal they're with in that. Forget about range. something that range. Just look at the just Wells Fargo stamp. Well, yeah, and so then you and then you consider um, every single one came off a cover could, that it, was worth a thousand bucks. Yeah, and and you can buy the stamps for what seven eight hundred. No, much less than that. Much yeah. less. Well, the the Nevada ones, the, no. the Nevada Pony Express, they are they're less, and but used stamps 
and the Pony Expresses are, I, I wouldn't say they're common, but they are available. But the covers are just a few. Um, we had, in Nevada, we had a uh, territorial local called the Humboldt Express. They issued a stamp. Looked very. In fact, it was printed by Britton and Ray, the same people that did the Pony Express stamps. And um, so it looks very much like a Pony Express stamp. But it shows a stagecoach instead of a Pony Express. And I have seen, I have in my own collection probably close to 10 <laughs> of the stamps used. I have seen almost every rarities collection that comes on the market. Or, you know, you see this stamp offered an awful lot. There are only six intact covers, maybe. And you rarely ever see those in auctions. So some of the real rarities are the stamps that we... I, I wouldn't say... Those early stamps, say the 1851 issues and the 1861 issues, are um, rare stamps, but their their um, covers. Some of them are really rare on cover, and so it's it's just an interesting phenomenon that it's the same thing happened with cut squares on postal stationery. Yeah, people but, used to collect them by cutting the corners off. Yeah, and. The album page shows it for cut corners. But the real prices on that stuff are being for entires. I mean, that's where the higher price is. So. Yep. Just, PNCs is another example. That's a modern example. Started collecting PNC strips of three. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and then somebody anyway. got the idea, well, let's just put the other two stamps on the other side and collect <laughs> them in fives. And now nobody wants them in threes or singles. They want the five. I uh, you know, so. it's it's tough to predict the future. That's why uh, there's so many people who go broke on Wall Street. Well, or anywhere. Yep. <laughs> I mean, if if we could predict the future, we would have bought like you know, a thousand bitcoins when they were ten cents each. <laughs> Which. For those who don't follow, Bitcoin today is up to twenty three thousand from sixteen, now from sixteen and a half. So uh, you know, if didn't you, it go down around seven or eight thousand? No, not Bitcoin. No, sixteen and a half is a, is the lowest. Oh, it went from zero up to seventy thousand. Oh, it went way up. Okay, and then from seventy thousand, it dropped precipitously. And the lowest was uh, about a month and a month ago at sixteen and a half, and now it's up to twenty three again. But they, uh, there was a, and Dawn's not here; she went home. But there's a term that they always use called a dead cat bounce, and <laughs> and she thought that that was just a horrible saying. But basically, what it is is you know a dead cat. If you drop it from high enough, it'll bounce a little bit when it hits the ground. And so a lot of people see this as sort of a Dead cat bounce. The, the cat's dead, but it did look like it went up a little bit. <laughs> so uh, write in, send an email with your uh, worst advice that you've gotten. We'll read it on the air. Again, uh, cash at gradingmatters.com. Thank you, everybody who voted. 
Uh, and uh, gosh, I, I uh, honestly, I really liked the uh, Zarathustra or whatever the name of the, <laughs> the 2001. Every time I'd listen to that, it would make me smile. So I'll throw it in every now and then. If, if you hear it, it's just for me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Enjoy collecting. Goodbye. We need your help. Nothing on the internet is free, including our phone and internet connections. So you can support the podcast by joining the Stamp Show Here Today Club. The cost is $10 for a lifetime membership. Please include your APS member number as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. <laughs> because you don't put that on the letter. Oh. Well, you could. You could, yeah. You could, yeah. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this Silcom was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> Stamp collecting happens when we dream together.